0: Welcome to the Yard Drunk
1: Podcast. It is now time for spooks and blues, beers and beers, the spookiest time of the year. So grab your drinks, your tricks and treats, and prepare yourself for
0: spooks. <laughs>
2: call it fate, call it karma. Call it luck, or whatever the order of that is. Yeah. <laughs> call it fate, call it luck, call it karma, right? Uh, Either way, um. <laughs> uh, me and Colton here, the Odd Drunk Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, this, welcome. Yeah, this it's is- the last week of Spooktober, and we are going to be recording... Ghostbusters commentary, the original Ghostbusters in 1984.
1: The good one.
2: The good one. Maybe the only good one. Yeah. I don't hate the original. <laughs> we'll other talk ones. about that. Um, hate-
1: Afterlife was good.
2: Afterlife was good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it was a good tribute to H- Harold Ramis. And yeah, starring Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson, yeah. along with Rick Moranis.
1: I miss Rick. Rick, Rick I do. He, <laughs> I have a funny res- story. about. I him. respect that he is out of the game now because he chose to be, but, uh, yeah, I miss him.
2: But Yeah. We're <laughs> here to record ghostbusters. And if you haven't done one of our commentaries before, we have a f- few of them now. Uh, the last one we did for spooktober was Freddie versus Jason. That was a real, um, goof and a gaff. Oh a yeah. Definitely one. go check that out. Frederick versus Jason. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, we are doing Ghostbusters, and uh, as we do in our other commentaries, I'm going to say, three, two, one, play. I will hit play, and that's when you should hit play with me. Yes. Uh, my Our loyal uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> our, and um, then we're going to sync, and we're going to sync when the Columbia Pictures... Words come up when the yeah. logo comes up. So I mean, you know, you press you the see the play ladies, on time. It's the old school uh, version, the 80s version, Lady stat, Statue of Liberty, basically. And then when it Columbia Pictures comes up, we're going to say that line. We're going to say, I'm going to, we're going to say,
1: on the uh, ground, another one down, another one down, on, the, on ground. the ground. Is that what they say? I don't remember. In Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember it completely.
2: So yeah, we're going <laughs> to say that. So we're going to get this going. <laughs> and. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. It was buffering, but we're going to sync here it in played, a second. Yeah. Here's the Columbia Pictures lady.
1: And another one down. On the ground. Yeah. They're the words. So there yeah, now. Columbia Pictures. And we're seeing uh,
2: the music's coming in. The
1: spooky music. Yeah, and um and it yeah just faded out so if just fade it's
2: black the logo just faded out and now we're at the library then you're, you're you, you done York it York, right yeah good job and uh i don't know if me and colton have ever said this before on the podcast but it's one of our favorite movies like ever
1: oh yeah it's i can't
2: get enough of this movie i uh, uh
1: there's a there's a small <laughs> list of movies that I will watch multiple times a year. And I've seen it
2: twice in the last month.
1: Same, yeah. This yeah. is my
2: third time now. Yeah, and
1: I think I think the last time I watched it before that was like in July. Yeah, I mean <laughs>
2: so. it's just one of my feel good movies, and I just. Love Bill Murray, how he doesn't really want to be there, but he's there. Dan Aykroyd being Dan Aykroyd, you know. Bill Murray is
1: an enigma. He seems like he doesn't want to be there, but then at times he does seem like he's actually having a good time. Yeah. You know, I I can never tell. Yeah. It's just (laughs) no no one's been able to match that vibe.
2: (laughs) Here we are. The interesting. Unlike
1: the Bruce Willis doesn't want to be there, where he just doesn't want to be there.
2: No. In fact, he doesn't want to be there so much that he actually sold the rights to his person to this company, this deep fake. I think they're called Deep Cake. <laughs> <laughs> funny. But they do deep fakes of celebrities and people. And he sold his rights off so they could just keep making Bruce Willis movies That's funny. forever.
1: And he just does So he doesn't. And he, and he, doesn't, he doesn't, care. doesn't have to be there. And he doesn't have to even be there now. <laughs>
2: Bill Murray's actually going to be a new Ant Man. I'm pretty excited for that.
1: I love this intro here. Oh, yeah. All right, it's all freaky. I just want to go be in a library like that. Right? Just filled to the brim. Yeah.
2: Old 80s New York library. New York, baby.
1: Yeah. A library <laughs> where, like, is this like. A safe place to be or a really dangerous place to be. I'm not sure. When there's something strange. But, Such a
2: great uh, uh, theme from Ray Parker Jr. I, they
1: transition into the theme so well there. Oh, yeah. With the scream.
2: It's probably one of the best theme songs for a movie ever.
1: Oh, yeah. That's Wait. not a soundtrack. I used to work at a pizza, a pizza place, and we made this song our theme song uh, for like the crew that would work those shifts that I worked. Nice. So so we would put this. You know, the two things we did: one was Tejano Tuesdays, where on Tuesdays we would play Tejano music all day, <laughs> and the other thing is that at least once a day we played this song on the on the speakers. And then here's
2: Bill Murray, the tired college professor that doesn't care, that's just there <laughs> for his paycheck.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was watching. Uh, <laughs> The tired. I was listening to Weekly Planet. The way they put it, which I liked, is just this is obviously a guy who has just grifted his way through academia. Yeah, and that's the perfect way to describe his character.
2: He he got his PhD, and then he's never been out of the (laughs) academic sphere since.
1: In a way, I admire it. I kind of, as someone who wants to go to grad school, I want to be just like Bill Murray in this movie. (laughs) Just uh, not a respected, respected academic. Just a guy who's been just coasting through it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, and I love it.
2: Just shocks the guy every time, even though he's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the girl. Of course, it doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> like he's just he's bullshit. Correct. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He is just horny the entire movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: There's a point in this movie though where I'm like, man, he could have really taken advantage of that situation, but he didn't. And we'll get yeah. to it. But um, yeah. And of course, the
1: wonderful uh, Sir Gordon Uh Well, there's also a point in this movie where I think it's during the scene you're talking about where he he just casually mentions that he has, it has since been used as a date rape drug. Just he just had some on him. <laughs> what is it? I don't remember what the drug is called. Um, I think back then it was not commonly used like that. It was an actual medication, so it's. Yeah. I don't think it's implying that he carries around a date rate ju- drug on him, but you know, I wouldn't put it past his character. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, we are drinking
2: some special things. So you got Guinness, and that's always good. Yeah, especially this time of year. Jackson made a and cool. Yeah, I made a concoction. A, s- a Ghostbusters themed cocktail. I got. Well, I looked at some a couple recipes online and neither of them alone looked good, but I kind of combined both of them. Hmm. And um, so my recipe, uh, and maybe we'll write it in our Instagram post mm, or in the description. Sour, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, it's a green apple pear liqueur to give it the slime color. So it's three parts green liqueur. Then basically one part, I used Crystal Head vodka. Dan Aykroyd, who's on screen right now, his yep. vodka. Ah,
1: there he is, the beautiful. We man featured himself. it in
2: the last episode, and it makes its return. And I also a very put, good vodka, actually. So, a really good vodka, <laughs> yeah. And then I put an ounce of lemon juice, and then topped it off with some of your <laughs> orange seltzer. No. I could have got club soda, but you know, Colton said he had seltzer. And it's just regular seltzer,
1: but I deceived him, and he thought it was a different type of seltzer.
2: Yeah, I thought it was cranberry, and I thought, oh, it that was, was an accident. Really I, I
1: thought I had. I but
2: honestly, it, right,
1: but it tastes good. I think I can make some tweaks, but it's reminiscent of kind of an apple teeny. Yeah, but not exactly. It's a little tarter than that. Uh,
0: um,
1: well, that's why I put the sugar on the rim. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that, and I think that's a good touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, makes it taste like um, like a candy, which is also appropriate because you get a lot of candy during Halloween. Yeah,
2: exactly. And this is the last episode of Spooktober.
1: Mm, I like that. That's a good drink. Good
2: job. Thanks. Bravo. (laughs) Maybe it could go without the lemon juice since it is already so tart. (laughs) Um,
1: But, you know. Oh, I love... Here comes here comes my uh my favorite character. Harold
2: Ramis is Egon. Yes. Egon Spingler.
1: <laughs> I guess what I heard is that so Harold Ramis like helped write the script with Dan Aykroyd for this. Yeah. And uh um I love that he <laughs> that would've worked if you didn't stop me. Yeah, I love uh,
2: like it yeah, it would have worked <laughs> if you drew the hole in your head.
1: But I I guess Harold Ramos they, the they had you. someone else, I don't remember who, in mind for the role, um, but they didn't get them and then Harold Ramos was kinda like, you know what, I would actually like to be in the movie that I'm writing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so He was like, Yeah,
2: I just wanna be in it. So he was in it. And Dan Aykroyd, uh <laughs> yeah, purveyor of um. Crystal head vodka. And <laughs> apparently his grandpa was a, a cult dentist or something like that.
1: Yeah. His whole family has like
2: connections to a cult like his dad. And he helped his dad write this book about like ghost stories and stuff. Yeah. But um, Dan Aykroyd's original idea, original script included John Belushi.
1: Yes. Rest um, who in had
2: peace. A, unfortunately passed away by the time this filmed and uh, rest in peace. And it also included Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. but then evolved. You know, they needed another kind of funny guy, so they um, talked about Bill Murray, and then they got Ernie Hudson, who shows up later. He's the working
1: man, he's yeah, just I, coming in for a paycheck. You know, I've heard <laughs> his his character initially had more. Of a role. And then he has he has a big part in the I, sequel. I do love his character though. The idea that where he's like he just needs a job, where he's like for a. For a steady paycheck, I'll believe anything you want me to believe. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) and I I can relate with it.
2: original idea for the script was going to be this weird... It was going to be set in the future of 2012. (laughs) (laughs) The far future. The far future of 2012. (laughs) And it was going to be... Ghostbusters is like a normal job. Oh. And then the team of Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and Eddie Murphy were going to be like the bad ones. Mm. And it would be this weird <laughs> interdimensional high budget thing, and then everyone was like, Uh, Dan Aykroyd, no, yeah, <laughs> like it's not gonna work. That's gonna be a 300 million dollar movie in the 80s, yeah, so no, yeah. <laughs> and they decided to make it more grounded, and I'm glad
1: it works so well, I think. Uh, because like there's Ghostbusters 2 is okay, uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters.
2: The all female ver- the um, reverse version.
1: Is okay. It's not the worst thing ever, but it's.
2: No, people over exaggerate how bad it is. It's fine. It's, it's not a bad movie. It's just also not great. But it's also um, a little cringy because the, they but, try so hard to do the improv. But I
1: think what one thing that made. Oh, yeah, that was that one thing where it's like everyone is always cracking jokes all That's the time. That's a problem with a lot of comedies nowadays, yeah. though. Yeah.
2: It's not just that movie.
1: Um, But uh, one thing that made, I think, Ghostbusters Afterlife work is it went back to this. It feels like it's set in a grounded world. Yeah.
2: And this one's a real dirty, nasty New York. And it's just a bunch of slubby academics, you know, professors (laughs) just doing their thing.
1: Oh, I have it. None of them are good professors. I have
2: the PKE meter. Oh, yeah. That's cool. We're we're both wearing Ghostbusters. We're wearing Ghostbusters uh, jackets. Jackets right now. Uh, That's (laughs) what we're being for Halloween. Ghostbusters, of course. And um, no, apparently Bill Murray, though, like they sent him the script like two months prior to filming. Yeah. And they didn't get a response. (laughs) And he just showed up. Yeah. He just showed up not caring, kind of being an ass.
1: Yeah. But that really plays into his character, though. Well, there was so much improv that went into this. Yeah. I love the special effects of this ghost in particular. I don't I know why it works. the special
2: effects, for the most part,
1: hold up. For the most part, they're good. There's, this movie. There's some janky ones, but ultimately, the it's the movie's shot and filmed in a way where the janky special effects the jankiness just don't kinda, matter. Well, and the jankiness
2: like, kind of adds to the, uh, f- the flair of it, you know? The, yeah. It adds to the weirdness of this world. And yeah. another thing I like about Ghostbusters and what a lot of movies don't um, care about doing or don't try to do, they don't explain everything. It's just yeah. like, yeah, there's ghosts, but there's also some ghosts that look like Slimer, some ghosts that look like a person. It's just vague. There's supernatural zombie guys. Uh, there's a god. <laughs> yeah. um, there's but, a dimension
1: and a refrigerator. Yeah, like,
2: all kinds of weird stuff and. Well, they it, just have fun with
1: it. They don't try yeah, to make it, it. It goes. It goes with the the mentality that it's like, oh, this is supernatural. I love this puppet that they did. Oh here. yeah, <laughs> I've I've always just that's one of my favorite ones. What do, do you
2: think of just the soundtrack here, like the bluesy, like <laughs> <laughs> it kind of
1: jip and jiving. It kind of fits the the era, yeah, oh yeah. Because a lot of these guys I associate with, like, well, this New York, also movies like Animal House and things like New that. The New York and this
2: era and this movie is so gray and like, yeah,
1: it just sucks, right? Well, it's like I associate <laughs> these guys with other movies, Blues Brothers. Oh, here's and one of my favorite parts animal, in the whole movie. Oh yeah, actually, but Blues Brothers, Animal House, all these types of movies, and having a soundtrack like that is kind of indicative of that style movie that these guys yeah. often made. Oh, this scene, yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the special effects in this movie, though, like that scene, what what this movie does well that, say, the 2016 one didn't, is that the special effects in this, they all feel like they were, th- like, thought out, you know? Right, yeah. Versus the 2016 one, it feels like a video game. It feels like... It does. A lot of the ghosts are just really generic looking.
2: That's the problem. Every ghost in this movie is unique. Yeah. And I think that's what really works. It's not like, oh, it's just the same kind. I don't know. It's just and yeah, fun. It's The effects can
1: be janky, but they got a charm. And not just a so charm this movie, because they're old, but a charm because someone actually like thought out that special effect pretty So well. this
2: movie had an $80 million budget. And it ended up... In the eighties, making two hundred and ninety-five million. That's very impressive. And as far as I know, it if you adjust according to inflation, it was Sony's highest grossing movie until Spider-Man no way home.
1: Yeah. It's also like Ghostbusters is one of the staples. It's also the Sony. one of the, it's also one of the most highest grossing comedies of all time. Oh, of comedy? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, in fact,
2: l- let me look it up.
1: I don't know if it is. Oh, and I love not, the dickhead
2: uh, guy that comes in. The EPA guy, what's his name? Oh, uh,
1: Walter Peck. Walter Peck. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, he, um, <laughs> he got like was very sour about this because he was in this and he was in Die Hard uh, around the same time. And he would get harassed. Oh, this is this part where it almost turns into a music. Oh, yeah, because he was
2: also that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, Die Hard.
1: But yeah, he oh yeah, he's
2: never been out of college. <laughs> he's definitely that kind of professor. I have a professor. Oh this. Oh here, wait, wait, wait. We gotta say it. Fade. Call it. Call it karma. <laughs> this part, the his dialogue goes right with the music. Every time I watch this movie, every time I've seen it like twenty five times at least. I think it's going to be a musical for just a second because Bill Murray's line delivery. And then they just drink more of whatever that is they're drinking. Whiskey or whatever that is. I didn't. Um, I can't quite see the label. (laughs) But the. so, <laughs> just Ghostb- like let me tell musical, you something about yeah. Ghost. But my relationship with Ghostbusters for a long ass time, I didn't really, I really wasn't that into it because mm-hmm. it's a lot of dry humor, you know. Yeah. But as I got older and just more mature, I just it just clicked with me.
1: There's there's a when like, I was a kid, like when I was really little, there were some scenes in it that freaked me out. To be it totally never honest.
2: Necessar- The yeah. only part that freaked me out was um, when um.
1: Like, the ghost in the library freaked the me out God. when I was a kid.
2: What's um, its Gozer,
1: Gozer shows yeah. up. But, um, David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but as I learned to not be afraid of it, I st- I liked this movie a lot as a kid, but for different reasons. There's a few movies like that where I, I remember liking them as a kid, but I liked this as a kid because I, was, I thought it was... Do you count was- Minions The Rise of Gru as a comedy? Technically.
2: Apparently, it's the highest grossing comedy now. Oh, wow. Huh. According to this list.
1: Yeah, I, I have not watched that. Although I don't hate the Minions or Despicable Me movies. They're okay. Um, I love this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Dana yeah. Egon's greatest. like
1: talking about all the problems
2: with it. The structure, you know. And then yeah. Dan <laughs> no, Aykroyd. When, when
1: I was like a kid, stance. I liked it. just like, mo- this is
2: great. I love it. As a fire oh, yeah. pole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no when I was a kid i I liked this movie, but because making, I thought it was the ghost stuff was cool, not because I understood the humor. you know, no,
2: I always kinda liked it, but I never got the humor
1: that's when I was one a kid. when when uh one of my favorite movies of all time is the princess Bride um and when I was a kid, I loved that movie, but just because it was a fantasy movie that I liked, yeah, but then I didn't watch it for a long time, and I went back and watched it like a teenager. And realize that it's fucking hilarious.
0: Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> like so. Okay, so with the inflation calculator, uh, so thirty million in nineteen eighty four would equal eighty five point seven million in twenty twenty two, and that's the budget. Yeah. So it made twenty, I mean, two hundred and ninety five million back in the eighties. So let's see how much that is uh, now. Wait, that's not right. I didn't uh, do enough zeros there. <laughs> Rick Moranis.
0: Rick Moranis S- and, and
2: Sigourney so- horror classic from Alien and Aliens. Oh yeah, I love. And I must say, uh- <laughs> hot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'll will say it.
2: <laughs> You'll proudly say it. I know that. Um, but uh- I, my
1: girlfriend has curly hair. That's not that's not a coincidence that so I'm into that. <laughs> Sigourney Reaver, was always, I've always thought she was hot. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> so that would equal $842 million nowadays. Oh. So yeah, that's, it's a big movie. That's quite a... That's, it's one of Sony's big staples. But yeah, Rick Moranis, he's... I love him. I love him in Spaceballs and everything. Honey and I in this the kids. Movie, he's just the perfect loser, you know? Oh yeah. He gets he, locked out of his own house. Like, come on. I love oh, it. Oh, I love how this commercial is on YouTube in the new movie. Yeah. You look up the Ghostbusters. Um no, I think the new the new movie was really good, but what kind of bothered me and I like that it did something different, but it wasn't in New York, baby.
1: Yeah, no, you know, it, that kind of bothered me. Ghostbusters is New York to me. I think they they they're doing another Ghostbusters movie. That's a continuation. With Ernie with,
2: Hudson and everybody, yeah, right.
1: And that I think could be really good because it's, it would be like a I New think York if and you stuff. introduce some of the
2: younger cast, um, mix them with the older guys, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, everybody, yeah. I think that would be good. I, I think and I, I love the post Ghostbusters Afterlife
1: is a good movie, but. Not for the same reasons that this is. A I think movie. Afterlife it is
2: a good introduction to Ghostbusters for young generations. Yeah.
1: I mean, my my little sister. Uh, because they have the Stranger Kids. Is going to be Bang's very kids. Yeah, I was going to say, she's going to be very angry for me saying this. Oh, and Paul on, Rudd. Paul on, Rudd
2: is the Rick Moranis of I that movie. Love, yeah, I love And Paul the Rudd. little mini Stay Puft Marshmallow guys. I love that scene. Me and my girlfriend <laughs> have a little bobblehead of the mini Stay Puft Marshmallow. Nice. Like one
1: of the two of them roasting Well, they have one. like a 7 Eleven. Uh, deal with
2: those oh yeah yeah huh. they had like a partnership
1: but um but no uh my little sister is I a love teenager eggs, and she's and in love with finn wolford yeah <laughs> and uh she's gonna be angry for me saying that you mean mini timmy
2: timothy chalamet <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: um but no he's actually a really good actor finn wolford, oh yeah i'm i think he's a talented talented guy um no, but I, I think I like. Oh, there's the, the dogs. Ghostbusters oh, Afterlife Dog. was just a good movie. It wasn't necessarily because it's like. But like that part right everything there. Everything Ghostbusters. I
2: love that this movie was just creative. They had fun with it. Yeah. The different dimension in her fridge. Like most paranormal movies don't mess with that kind of shit now. It's yeah. bland It's, you know. The, the, and the, uh, and one. the Ecto yeah. The, the, Hearst. the Hearst.
1: yeah. Apparently, Hearsts are uh, relatively cheap. Yeah, I saw this golf chick on TikTok that was yeah. talking about
2: how oh, the hearse is really nice. You have all this storage. You can have a bed back there,
1: chill out, you know. I mean, <laughs> that sounds awesome, except for the part where you have to be driving around in a hearse all the time.
2: What, because there was maybe a dead person in it?
1: No, because it's weird, and also they're very long cars. No,
2: but if you're into that kind of thing... Yeah, if you're into it's the it. perfect kind of thing. If I were to get... Oh, her- I love
1: her. Oh, uh, yeah. What's the actress? Um, I don't remember. Um... If I uh, if I were to buy a Hurst though, I would definitely try to make it an Ecto one to the Ecto one, which would end up me I would end up spending just as much money as I would on spending it on buying any other car. If the reason I'm buying a Hurst is because it's cheaper, (laughs) it would not end up being cheaper because you would make it into that spend the one. money making it into that Yeah, Echo that's one. Annie yeah.
2: Potts and she reprises her role not only in the Ghostbusters video game which I'm playing on the Switch, the remastered version, oh, which yeah. has all the original cast members and Harold yeah. Ramis and Dan Aykroyd wrote it. Yeah. The game.
1: The the yeah, the not the new one. They the have remastered a new one, one that's a multiplayer that, the remastered one which weirdly does not have the uh, theme song in it.
2: Yeah, that is some kind of rights issue. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, and also, you know when they had the sign up with Ghostbusters? Yeah. So okay, there was a legal problem
0: with oh, this movie. Yeah, yeah. So Tell me about there it. I've was heard the
2: Ghostbusters show with like a monkey a ape and his buddy driving around car in the 70s. It was the ghost space. But the ghost space Buster. busters. Well, yeah. they ran into legal issues because they wanted to use Ghostbusters. But they filmed every scene where they say the name and they did Ghost Smashers or Ghost... Or was it Ghost Breakers? Something Ghost like Breakers. It was Ghost, Ghost Breakers. Ghost yeah. Breakers or Ghostbusters. But then at one a certain point in the movie... Very early on. Early on, they were like, uh, this is way too expensive. Like half an hour into the movie, We're they, just going to go with Ghostbusters and hope yeah. we get the rights for and it. They, and luckily, they got the rights for well, one it. Well, one of the it, guys it that like,
1: worked on the Ghostbusters TV show that they were worried about... Yeah. Was also working on this as like, and a then producer. you have the cartoon. So he was able to. It cost them money, like half so a you million have the dollars new, or something like that. The Ghostbusters cartoon,
2: which is the right. '70s show, right. and then you have the real Ghostbusters, which is this. Yeah, and then Egon's blonde in that because they have to well, look different for that. There's a figures. comic
1: book where there's a crossover between these Ghostbusters and the all female cast from yeah. 2016. Oh, really? But the, sorry, my ringtone, uh, <laughs> copyright free. There you go. Uh. Uh, But uh, so there's a comic book where these guys cross over with the um, all-female cast. I don't know what to call that 2016 Ghostbusters.
0: Other than other
1: than like, I wish they had called it something else so it could be easier to say. Is that a Budweiser? Other than,
2: where's your crystal head vodka? Oh yeah, he hasn't invented that (laughs) yet. He hasn't gone too crazy yet. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But Um, uh, but anyway, there's a comic where they cross over with them, but the cartoon Ghostbusters also show up as oh. another alternate version of Ghostbusters, implying that the cartoon show is an alternate reality of yeah. yeah. It's not it's separate, yeah. yeah. I
2: love how Bill Murray just happily like, I'll go to her apartment and check it out. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's horny.
2: Of course. Yeah, I mean, if Sigourney walked into my office and was like, hey, I need help, I'll be like, I'll help. Yep. I'd
0: be like, yeah. yep. You- <laughs>
2: Even old Sigourney Weaver, I'd help. Her. Yeah. She's she's aged very well. <laughs> well, she's just a great actress. Yeah, no, she, she is, yeah. Um some of her alien movies got a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> Where she was like a xeno pregnant with xenomorph or something like that at one point. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently I she's one of the few actors, period, that could actually give James Cameron shit. Uh, Siri, shut up. Siri's talking in the background. Yeah, Maybe we <laughs> I, I
1: I like, see, <laughs> I love that uh, they have these gadgets sometimes that they just don't explain.
2: No, but apparently uh, James Cameron would tell Arnold Schwarzenegger what to do in his movies because Schwarzenegger suggested the line, I will be back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then James Cameron was like, no, it's I'll be back. And I'm glad it was that. But yeah. Apparently, Sigourney Weaver, like, would not take James Cameron's shit. Yeah, it's, I mean,
1: <laughs> I, li- I like that. I appreciate that. I <laughs> yeah. I've, I heard that with, with Arnold Arnold's fun in the Terminator because he was, like, apparently he was talking with James Cameron, and he was not even auditioning for the role. Um, oh, wow. He was talking with him, and they were, like, having lunch, and James Cameron was telling him about the Terminator, and Arnold was just being, like, okay, so whoever you need to um, – whoever you hire to play the Terminator – they ha- you have to make sure that they can be a robot. Like not just talk and move like a robot, but also like when they're reloading a gun, they don't look down because yeah. they're a robot. They don't need to look down. Exactly. Do Stuff like that. And I guess that was enough for James Cameron to be like, well, do you want to do it? Also, I feel like in the scene,
2: <laughs> also Bill Murray, by the way, yeah, he showed up at the last second. He barely followed the script. Um, <laughs> I love it. He was just kind of on set just being himself. <laughs> Just being an ass kinda. <laughs> that has to be improv. But um in this scene though, I feel like he's not actually doing anything. Like that device I feel like really doesn't do anything.
1: Probably not, yeah.
2: And he's just there to flirt.
1: Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> he's technically doing. I mean, he sees an opportunity. I love in the uh, where he's one like one of the things I love about do the job. I like I, I can one be of the things I love about be doing the job, but also be your hitting on her Yeah,
2: one of the things I love about the sequel though, he's the game show talk show host, and oh, yeah. even in that, he doesn't care. Like you, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, he get gives off this whole energy. I'm just here for the paycheck.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's my my role model.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he just played himself in Zombieland.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> he's Jeez, toxic. What a creep. He's a yeah, creep. He's super toxic. Like, yeah.
1: Like-
2: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> but I, I've got some um, some more <laughs> Ghostbusters trivia if anyone I'll wants to solve hear that. your
1: problem. I got this. I'll <laughs> prove yeah. myself to you. That's the that's the most toxic shit. Someone's like, okay, I'll prove myself to you when you said when you told them no. <laughs> Oh, I love that Rick Moranis' character always locks himself out of his apartment.
2: Yeah, and Rick Moranis always, like, explain over-explains everything. And he's like a lawyer in the next one, somehow? And this one, he's just like a tax guy, right? He's just a...
1: I, yeah, I don't know. They, I don't know how much they explain it.
2: Okay, so here's some trivia as we... Uh, assumed. Almost none of the scenes were filmed as scripted. Most had at least one ad-lib. Most of Bill Murray's lines are (laughs) (laughs) ad-libs. Like, he just didn't even care about the script. That's great. And apparently he, um... I don't know if it was for this one or the second one, but he agreed to do it if they could do this World War One movie. Um, Razor's Edge, I think. Something like that.
1: I've not seen that. Oh, and they get their first
2: customer. (laughs) I love how they arcade machines and everything. (laughs) And yeah, I would love to work at a firehouse. Yes. Not as a fireman, but just to be at a firehouse.
1: Have a building for the business. With a fire
2: pole. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I will say uh, about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I love that it's a, uh, tribute to Harold
1: Ramis, you know. Yeah, it's all about all about. But his, it doesn't his push it too far. I
2: think it does the right. Um,
1: yeah. Amount. But, but it's like about his legacy. Like, yeah. it describes like he's the one who never gave up on the Ghostbusters, yeah. and stuff. Oh, here here's a
2: great scene. This is where we first meet Slimer. Yeah. And the Ghostbusters logo. So I got a little bit of trivia about that. And I love their. This is my favorite uniform. Oh yeah, the it's slicker. In the sequel, but yeah um, the the the
1: this one's the just dark like uniforms are just fine, sweaty slubby
2: guys, you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're basically pest control guys, but for ghosts, well, that's
1: exactly why I like these yeah. uniforms is they're they're not when they do the slicker versions that they start to feel it's like cool more and like everything, they're, but they're superheroes of yeah, some kind. yeah, yeah, but this is like no, they're they're pest controls, and that's what our jacket's based off, the original, yeah, yeah, but these guys are pest controls, and they're uh yeah you you so you got your jacket there. And uh, you got your last name on your jacket. Yeah, there
2: was a guy on eBay Uh, that did custom Ghostbuster. Well, he does other name badge, but he does custom Ghostbuster ones. And he even did it with the Velcro, so I could just put in my jacket. Nice. And these jackets come from. Um, you can only get them at Spirit Halloween. Yep. And they're Um, nice. It's actually a warm jacket.
1: um, Spangler. Nice nice. uh, one, but. uh... No, yeah, I I love how the guy wants to wait. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're just all weirded out by them no that's what I like about this movie in particular over the other ones is that or one of the things I like is that
2: oh this is the first they're time not they're testing like, the they're not like these proton s-
1: oh yeah right <laughs> 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 nuclear. and licensed nuclear um. yeah <laughs> They'll step away. <laughs> yeah, I love how they really don't know if this is gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the first time giving it a shot. Uh they went all in on it, not like testing any of it beforehand. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but no, the, the, this this movie portrays them less like these like big heroes and more like like you said, like pests. They're control. trying to make a buck. Yeah. Which is I think what they're makes down on
2: their luck, you know, college professors broke, you know.
1: I have one person I have a professor who told me once that the reason why he became a professor was because he got his bachelor's degree and then decided that he didn't want to uh, leave academia.
0: Was just <laughs> like, he's just I can like, see the why he's yeah. just
1: like I don't wanna don't wanna go out in the job market and stuff. I'm just gonna stick I around. I'd rather just stay keep yep. doing this, I yep. guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we could do more damage <laughs> that way.
2: We'll do more damage that way. <laughs> yeah, I love that way. <laughs> and yeah, I love how Bill Murray's just ad-libbing the whole time. Yeah, oh, it, it makes it even better. Yeah, they're smoking cigarettes, you know. They're not glamorous guys. That's oh, yeah. what there's, makes it
1: work. There's a scene where they're like walking through the firehouse with a ghost trap, and they're just oh, both Slimer. like dirty, sweaty, smoking cigarettes, and they like, casually talking about the ghost trap. Apparently
2: like a f- day or two before Slimer was supposed to be filmed, uh, uh, Everyone was the producer was like, "Uh, can you make him look like John Belushi? Oh, he made the slimer and they were like,
1: that's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, because apparently the guy I've heard that because apparently the guy who was like, he was already so far into like making it. that they asked him that and he was like, I can't change it this close to the due (laughs) date. Yeah. So he just didn't change it. And then they were just like, oh, that's great. Yeah, he just didn't change it and told them it was John Belushi. Which is, I don't know if that's funny or kind of insulting towards John Belushi. (laughs) Just an old guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, just look at Bill Murray. He's just like meandering around. Yeah,
1: he's like just wandering.
0: Squid gets
2: slimed. <laughs> so, do you know how exactly they did these? I know it was puppets.
1: Yeah. So, what they did is, um, hmm, I'm forgetting the guy's name. So, there's a there's a really famous guy if you ever watched. Well, Netflix, and Ivan Reitman he directed this, right? Yeah. So, there's yeah. a there's a really famous special effects guy. Um, he did like the clash of the titans and the, the special effects and those he's like it's this method of where you basically make puppets or claymation and you can um insert it into a movie into like a live action sequence um <laughs> and um that's basically what they did so they made these puppets and filmed them not obviously the puppets were not on set they yeah, filmed yeah. the puppets in a different time different place yeah. um So apparently, on set, pretty basic compositing, honestly. Yeah. Um, What makes it cool is that they were doing this on film. This is before digital. So Mm -hmm. compositing wasn't just all done.
2: Uh, So on set, Dan Aykroyd referred to the Slimer Ghost as the ghost of John Belushi. Slimer's gluttonous eating was based on Belushi's cafeteria scene and National Lampoon's Animal House, 78. Ah,
1: Nice. That's a great movie, too, Animal House.
2: Oh, yeah. When Vinkman mentions the time Spengler tried to drill a hole in his head, Spengler's response, that would have worked if you haven't stopped me, was actually ad-libbed by Harold Ramis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, Ray Parker... So when they were going to do the theme song, first they wanted Huey Lewis in the News.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard this, yeah. Um, But... but the scheduling conflicts or something? Well, Huey Lewis in the News, They they did not... They had done the... Theme song for a different movie. I don't remember which movie. Back um, to the Future. Was it? Yeah, right. It was. Power um, of Love. And they, yeah. they didn't want to become typecast as movie the theme song guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, ref- they refused the role because of that. And I'm glad they got Ray Parker Jr. Oh, yeah, because it's a classic. I think Huey yeah.
2: Lewis's version would have been lamer. Oh, yeah. Because when I watch Back to the Future, I'm not like, oh, yeah, Power to Love is such a classic. I'm like, no, it's kind of a cringy song, actually. Yeah. But it fits the movie so well at the same it, it time. It like works in the movie, but outside the movie. I love how they just destroy like the whole bar and everything. But the
1: Bustin' song just is like, I can listen to that normally and kind of just have a good time <laughs> with it. I about Egon just keeps going.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, the Heltow guy. i like how they (laughs) They get the guy (laughs) to i like how they get the guy to pay where don't they rip the
2: tablecloth out he's like i always wanted to do this oh yeah or did that happen already oh yeah i think it's yeah Vigman. that was just
1: bill murray right
0: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) he's like we're destroying stuff anyway might as well (laughs) i always wanted to do that yeah
2: so yeah, this was the highest-grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone 1990.
1: Oh wow. Huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, see this is a this is the the one problem with doing commentaries of movies we love that we we will sometimes just stop talking and cuz we're watching the movie. <laughs> Yeah, uh,
2: because it's a movie we like. Um, But yeah, at the time of at least this trivia on IMDb, it was Columbia Pictures' highest grossing film of all time when adjusted for inflation. Columbia Pictures. Oh, right, right. Oh, wow. Apparently, Michael Keaton was offered the role of Peter Vinkman and Egon Spengler. Michael Keaton? Imagine Michael Keaton in this. Huh. I mean, it probably would have worked, but that it would, would be, be a very different movie,
1: though. That would have been crazy. I love this here where the.
2: <laughs> That's the first ghost.
1: First ghost. I'm
2: still finishing my drink.
1: <laughs> $4,000 and the guy's like, well, I won't pay it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, five thousand. We can just
1: put it back. <laughs> I, love, I love that. We can just put it right back where it came from.
2: <laughs> okay, so the Proton packs are much heavier than they look. They look pretty heavy to me. Yeah. But some are heavier than others, according on what a scene demanded. According um, I mean, depending on what the scene demanded. According to Ivan Reitman, none of the actors enjoyed wearing the packs, but Harold Ramis complained the least. Huh. Reitman wouldn't say which actor complained the most. However,
1: he did strongly imply it was Murray. <laughs> 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 of, course, of course it would be. Of course it was Murray. It's the person I would guess would complain the most. <laughs> and then we
2: get the theme song again, Ray Parker Jr. I mean, it's one of the most classic Halloween songs, too. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I it's in my playlist. and I hear everything. it all the
1: time, just not when I'm watching the movies. People just play it all the time.
2: Oh, apparently Harold Ramis made a choice to never smile as Egon. Although he does smile in the sequel. Yeah. Huh. And yeah, I was right. According to Ivan Reitman and Harold Ramis in the DVD commentary, Dan Aykroyd's original rupture after the movie, the story was going to take place in the far future, and the teams of Ghostbusters would exist everywhere, like paramedics and firefighters. Huh. According to Reitman, such a film would cost at least $300 million in 1984. Dollars. Ouch. <laughs> um, Harold Ramis was brought on to rewrite the script. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad he did.
1: I've heard apparently, not only did um, Bill Murray not follow the script, apparently he didn't like read it at all. Oh, apparently the. It was probably because he had worked with Harold Ramis on scripts before and just kind of was just like. Yeah,
2: I trust well, Bill him. Bill Murray with Harold Ramis on
1: Stripes. Yeah, Stripes is a good movie. Oh, yeah, it's great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. This is the scene where um, Dan Aykroyd's character gets a blowjob from a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even implied. It basically happens. Is it a dream or is it? No,
1: I think it's actually happened. I think it's
2: real. I yeah. mean, why wouldn't it be real? <laughs> Apparently, there was a more extended version of that that they deleted you know, oh, for yeah. re- good reasons, probably. Oh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ernie Hudson.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a steady paycheck. I'll believe in anything. I can I can relate Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: So yeah, Bill Murray agreed to do this movie only if Columbia financed a remake of Razor's Edge, nineteen forty six, with him as the star. The remake was made and released the same year as this movie. Apparently, it flopped.
1: Oh no! I love that They don't even like do a proper interview. He's like, they're like, this is Winston. You're hired. Yeah, yeah. They just need somebody. <laughs> um,
2: so adjusted for inflation, this would be the thirty second highest grossing movie of all time. Wow.
1: Still. Yeah, that's that's impressive including all the Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, this is a whole big trivia. I'll save that one. Oh, a more ferocious version of the librarian puppet was going to be used, but it was rejected. Too scary. A year later, it was used in Fright Night, 1985.
1: Oh, nice. Hmm. Reusing resources.
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) when you're on a budget. Very resourceful. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) She's a cellist, right? I think so, yes. And I think it's implied that he did not actually go and wa- listen watch her play because <laughs> comp- he compliments her there on oh you did very well in your in your show Gozer <laughs> was very big in Samaria then what's he doing in my icebox? <laughs> le- that's a good line. <laughs> I feel like Bill Murray is probably just one of those actors in Hollywood where the uh not even reading the script and just showing up is just par with his uh how he works. So if you hire him for a movie, you just kind of got to expect that that's what you're getting. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he he just gets to be
2: Bill Murray in the new Ant-Man.
1: Oh, I, I hope so. Yeah. i did watch uh speaking of marvel real quick i I did watch the trailer for the holiday special for guardians of the galaxy i love that kevin bacon's in it as kevin bacon yeah Yeah. just (laughs) i think that's pretty good i wonder
2: how big of a role he's gonna have so ray parker jr had trouble writing the film's theme song When he saw the Ghostbusters TV commercial in the film, he decided to write the song like an advertising jingle. The song was the number one hit for three weeks.
1: Wow. Yep. It is a good song. We'll just gush on that song all night. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's a great song. (laughs) Here we go, Walter Peck. I think I was listening to Weekly Planet, and they were saying... Apparently, uh, this actor... They were like, Walter Peck, ultimately... He was totally right though. Like the their storage facility was probably going to fail at some point anyway. Well, that's
2: his job. He's the EPA uh agent. Yeah. Yeah, William Atherton, apparently after this movie came out and it was a huge hit and everything, uh, apparently like he went to a bar in New York and or maybe it wasn't New York, but he went into a bar and people would call him dickface. Oh yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> uh dickless. <laughs> yeah, dickless, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they would like get in arguments and fights with him because they were like,
1: you were trying to come down on the Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh, apparently, it's part of the reason why he didn't come back for the sequel. Yeah. They got a different he, guy. To I mean, he's role. like since become cool about it. But like,
2: well, because he played the character so well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so you uh you mentioned the drug. So many contemporary viewers have taken issue of Winkman's line that he gave thorazine that's the drug uh, has yeah, been yeah. used in cases of date rape. In the 1980s the drug had a reputation as a safe and effective way of bringing people down from bad trips.
1: Yeah, it's it wasn't a date rape drug then, but it, it was has like been also an ADD drug.
2: Yeah. Back then. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no. Right, <But> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh. So yeah, Huey Lewis and the News turned down an offer to write and record a theme song to Ghostbusters. They later sued Ray Parker Jr. for plagiarism, citing the similarities between his theme song and an earlier hit, I Want a New Drug. While protecting intellectual property is a cause dear to musicians, the dissimilarities between the two songs, different chord sequences... Different refrains, different bridge were greater than in other similar cases, and the general feeling among musicians was that the judgment was unjust. So Huey Lewis and the News basically was just like, "Damn it, we should have wrote the song for that movie because it was a huge hit. So now we're gonna sue him and say he stole from one of our songs, even though it didn't even sound like it." Yeah. So that's not good. That, that makes Come me on, lo-
1: Huey. <laughs> I've Dan never I, particularly liked Huey Lewis in the news. I mean, i would never really
2: known too much about them. But yeah, I never really...
1: They're okay. They're pretty oh, generic. Yeah, at the end
2: of Afterlife, it's like about to blow again. The, what oh, about yeah. the Twinkie? <laughs> and yeah, I love the shots of the apartment with the lightning
1: and everything. I think it's cool how they basically inserted a whole fictional building into New York skyline. Right? Like I think, And it works. Yeah, like at no point. Yeah, they life, later, like, unless you're like from New York and familiar with the skyline. Like you want to know, you know? And they later
2: explained that this building was built by a guy uh, that used. It was like electroconductive metal.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was the guy that was, and that's the and, of and he mined it in Oklahoma. Of,
2: uh, Hello, here comes the. Keymaster and Gatekeeper or
1: whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Zool. Zool, yeah. And um, the other one. The other one has a stupid name. Rick Moranis is one. Like I, I it <laughs> actually has like a stupid name. It's also I love that he he's having this party.
2: He doesn't seem like the guy, but they're yeah. all nerds when you go in there when it shows.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's still the nerdiest one.
2: Uh, <laughs> Bill Burr like a year ago when he was on SNL, was talking in his monologue. Yeah, he was talking about how ginger fried New York has become. Yeah. And, you know, how there's a Starbucks and Bed Bath and Beyond everywhere. And it feels like, it just doesn't feel like the same New York. But then he was like, but did you hear that Rick Moranis got sucker punched on the subway? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like, he took that, yeah. one for the team. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's like, like the universe has to is the balance. Eye- yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I love that. I did hear that. Yeah um let's see uh so Zul is the specific is the gatekeeper the dog that okay Sura the Huber gatekeeper to, yeah turns into and the 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 key master i'm trying to i'm trying to remember the find the name of him um Because it's a stupid name. Yeah, it's a really nice apartment. Oh, yeah, that's a really, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vince Clorfo is the name of the the key master. Yeah. So
2: yeah, generally thought as one of the quintessential New York City movies, only three weeks were spent filming New York on location. Yeah, that's usually how it goes though. Yeah, that sounds like you'll film it on a in a studio on set in LA. And nowadays Georgia. That's the big place now.
1: Yeah, Georgia's becoming big for Because they have
2: huge sounds like warehouse size sound stages. Yeah, and, you it's know.
1: a big place to film. This this stuff
2: a lot still gets filmed right in
1: Hollywood, but Hollywood is so that whole area is so overdeveloped that there's not a lot of... Um,
2: so this is the Keymaster? There's master? not a lot of room Or no, to build. the gatekeeper, Zool.
1: Yeah, this is the gatekeeper, Zool, yeah. But there's not, there's not as much um, kind of room in Hollywood to build new infrastructure and also filming outdoors and things like that is harder because it's so developed mm-hmm. there. Um, not that Georgia is undeveloped. Like <laughs> a third world country. No, but I just no, but there's, there's there's more space Ge- there to build. More
0: space, and yeah. Georgia's
2: just a big place for big blockbusters. Yeah. Just a lot of movies.
1: <laughs> I would go to one of his parties. It looks like a good party. Yeah, they we'll got good snacks bunch, and everything. Bunch of nerds, but... Uh... I and love how he explains it. If everything. he invited me to a party, I'd be like, I guess I'll show up for half an hour and eat some free food. If
2: Rick Moranis invited me to a party? Oh, if Rick oh. Moranis, yeah. And she, he paid for her? Or what is this situation? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a party of nerds and accountants and... Tax filers.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like his clients and stuff.
2: I love that he just keeps talking. He always explains everything. Oh, and there's the Keymaster. Vin- Vince Chlorophyll. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so these effects here. They're
1: a little janky.
2: It's janky.
1: But they're not. The
2: movie, but shot, the actual it, prop right here looks uh, good. The prop that's looks convincing. great, and, but and then it's, when it's rotoscoped, it's there, also yeah. It's, that's where it looks janky. The rotoscoping is poor, but at the same time, for the time and also for the time, it it's doesn't good. bother me. I don't
1: know. It, no, it's just the whole movie is filmed in a way where it's like if it's, the effects don't bother. Even the bad effects don't bother you. Like, yeah, they're, they're just it's fine.
2: Well, it just fits the tone and. The weirdness, yeah,
1: of this movie. Oops. And they're pretty good about um not overusing those janky effects. They they cut to close-ups of the puppet and stuff. Yeah,
2: that. and that you want a Guinness here? More. Yeah, I'll take a Guinness. I was gonna take another shot, but a Guinness is good. I yeah,
1: Have a Guinness. I
2: mean, I don't and yeah, have I've a Guinness been up since six here. this morning and worked all day. Oh, yikes.
1: So, yeah, I uh. It's gonna be a long weekend for me. A lot of lot of working, but uh, but I I do have Sunday night off though, we night over, before Halloween. Yeah, we're going out for a uh, bunch of quite a few people are uh, coming. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, that's on Sunday. I thought that was on the twenty eighth. No, it's on Sunday. It's on Sunday the thirtieth. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love how they just see this man get. Uh, mauled by his demon dog and they just keep eating they don't well they don't see the demon dog true they just see rick moranis freaking out and if
1: (laughs) i don't know why they don't see the demon dog i guess because it's like has to possess him yeah physical form so he's only seeing it because it's trying to possess him
2: apparently only one car was used for dacto one uh, no film would only have one car of this old and beaten up to yeah, shoot up. Yeah, that's with. insane. <laughs> the car used for Dracula One finally broke down during the filming of Ghostbusters Two.
1: Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. You would expect them to have at least a, a backup, one backup, two or three. Yeah, at, right. At, yeah, at least one one like stunt car, one
2: prop car where it doesn't work, but it's just for.
1: Well, for a movie, a movie like this, they probably wouldn't need stunt cars. But you would have the prop because one because there's no scenes in this movie where the Ecto One is being used in a like a crazy way. Yeah, so you wouldn't need like hero car. And so prop maybe car. just like the but you would at camera least, shot one. Well, and then the working one. I think I think what it would probably be is you would just have at least have to have a backup in case the first one breaks.
2: Yeah, yeah that's so that's the Ecto One was yeah. a 1959 Cadillac chassis. Miller Meteor ambulance Sash hearse, rear loading variety. Two vehicles were used in the movie: one for pre-transformation car, and one for the post-transformation version. Hmm. But that contradicts, (laughs)
0: uh,
2: unless they mean the like finished one was the only one, the only finished one. I don't know. And apparently, it was originally going to be black.
1: I'm glad they did not go with that,
2: but it didn't look good. In night scenes. Oh, that
1: makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, and this is the scene I'm talking about. He's been horny for her the whole time, right? And now she wants to have sex with him, but she's obviously possessed and you not know, in he, control. And he, he doesn't. He doesn't he, take advantage of that.
1: No, no. He and, and he, he immediately notices something's up. Yeah. Well. And this, like. Tries <laughs> and he could have.
2: Yeah. And you know, so that shows that his character does have. Uh, some redeeming qualities.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, he's not a total sleeve. He's back. a ladies' man he's and just everything. Just a little bit of a sleaze, but back. he
2: won't. He won't go that far. He still has his um, morals.
1: I can't help but notice that he has. So he has this nice jacket on, but he has a very colorful shirt on, like yeah, on on underneath, it, and I like I like it.
2: It's a good combination. Yeah, <laughs> they have the Zool outfit. I've seen it at Spirit Halloween. Oh, Her, yeah. the Auschwitz she's wearing. It's for. Uh, I love how in Afterlife, how the mom just rips off her normal clothes and that's just on her. Oh, yeah. So it's assumed that you get that outfit when you. Be- <laughs> yeah. No, I- what a lovely singing voice.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love this bit.
1: Starts floating off the bed. Yeah. Um, It's like, what do you do in that situation? Uh, I would probably do what he does. Slowly exit. Yep. Be like, I am going to leave.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, so I was talking about the – I forgot to mention it. So with the Ghostbuster, the no ghost logo, the classic logo, mm-hmm. apparently the creator Casper had some problems with it and thought oh, it looked too that, much yeah. like Casper. And then the courts basically ruled uh, there's only so many ways you can draw a ghost. Yeah. And it also <laughs> looks different. It doesn't look like Casper. It just it looks look like, like a Casper. ghost. Yeah, I right? don't think it looks
1: like – Casper has a much bigger head – to body and soft, ratio yeah. and Casper and he's a have dead a, child. Yeah, Casper <laughs> doesn't have a pointy head either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's a white humanoid does not mean. But when you
2: have a successful movie, yeah, people are gonna uh, get on you. Try to get some money on. I of like this Rick Morales just going money. around
1: to random people. Are you and ca- animals? <laughs> If the horse had said yes, right. would he have fucked a horse? <laughs> I
2: love how. I love how he still acts like Rick Rumanis, you know, even though he's possessed. Oh yeah. It's still I, I obviously. Feel, I feel <laughs> like it
1: implies that Vince Clorthol, the gate or the the uh key master, is just like that too. Well, because when he
2: possesses Paul Rudd, he also acts like that yeah like rick
0: moranis
2: (laughs) oh yeah so john candy was originally going to be in the role that rick moranis has Hmm. and he was going to play it with like a german accent
1: interesting
2: kind of glad he did
1: not yeah i like john John candy but uh rick moranis is better
2: yeah yeah especially for this role so yeah, John Candy turned down the role of Louis Tully because his ideas for the character were rejected. According to Ivan Reitman in the commentary, Candy suggested he wanted the character to have a German accent and have a pair of schnauzer dogs. No one felt the German accent was appropriate for the character, and since there was dog imagery in the movie, the terror dogs, they felt having Tully own dogs was too much. Rick Moranis was then cast as Louis. Candy and Moranis are both veterans of SCTV, 1976, along with Harold Ramis. Candy did, however, work with each main Ghostbuster, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis in Stripes, 1981. Yes, he yeah, did. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd in The Great Outdoors, 88, and The Blues Brothers, 1980.
1: Blues Brothers is a classic. Yeah. I, love I can't movie. believe you didn't know that was Dan Aykroyd. I, I knew that. I... I just, I really spaced out on it. I don't know. <laughs> He's skinnier in that movie. Well, yeah, he, lo- he looks different. Yeah, people change. <laughs> For some reason, I spaced out on that. But I do love that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. There's a little romantic thing going on there between Spengler and uh, the... Well, it's
2: assumed they did... Yeah, they did end up having romance, even though in the sequel she gets with Rick Moranis' character.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. 300
2: cc's
0: of...
1: Z. That's it's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah. I will be right back.
2: All right. Restroom break. Yep. But yeah, guys, if you didn't know, this is one of our favorite movies. And I love Harold Ramos right here in this scene. You can tell he's just having fun. Bill Murray's just having fun, too. Oh, there's Zacto One, classic. I never met him. Revelation seven twelve. That's what comes back in afterlife. That's what Egon's talking about on his farm.
1: Okay, I'm back. Where are we? Sorry about that.
2: It's all good. I'm looking up some facts.
0: I New love York, these baby. shots
1: of them driving across the bridge and stuff. Yeah, those are good shots. Just, uh, that's what Ghostbusters Afterlife did—is they ended with a shot and, of you're driving, driving
2: across, across Brooklyn bridge. bridge or whatever bridge that is. Yeah, no, I don't, saw two towers. I don't
1: know enough about um, New York to recognize the bridges. <laughs> oh, here comes Dickless. I mean ultimately, yeah, he is right. As the EPA, it is his No, job. but this is the 80s where
2: everyone hated bureaucrats.
1: Yeah. Well everyone still hates bureaucrats. But even more. In I work for I work for bureaucrats. I hate <laughs> bureaucrats. Uh <laughs> but you're right. That was like a Uh, an insult word to call someone a bureaucrat but no ultimately I think he is right that there's a there's a a safety issue there where he was wrong is to shut it off without like listening to them
2: yeah listening to the actual scientists on how to shut it off or what they need to do he should have subpoenaed
1: them or something like that his intern or whatever to shut it off not even intern just a maintenance worker yeah he works for the yeah. It's just like a city of New York maintenance worker. <laughs> this is the type of shit they would have if there was a Ghostbusters in Durango. And they, <laughs> Well, and, I've always and, talked and, about, we need
2: to Ghostbust some places. We do need to Ghostbust some places. I have equipment. Yeah, we got the jackets.
1: We got everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's all you need. Uh, really. And you need the attitude. Um no, if this if there was Ghostbusters in Durango and the city decided to shut off their system, they would probably grab someone like me, maintenance worker, <laughs> to to go shut
0: it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy's just
1: yeah, like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what's going on. You just dragged me here. I'm <laughs> yeah. way in over my head. <laughs> yeah, the cop getting at the bureaucrat's now, <laughs> Of
2: course, yeah. It's in New York, baby. I love it. <laughs> I accidentally ended up on the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters group. <laughs> Because there actually is Ghostbuster groups, the Ghost Corps. Oh yeah, it's like this whole like Ghostbusters union.
1: Yeah, I would legitimately actually and in- probably enjoy doing stuff like going into haunted places and stuff. No, like I would. That. Yeah, I. But I. I don't believe in With night vision. Everything. I don't believe in ghost stuff like enough. I'm enough of a skeptic where I'm like, I wouldn't be one of those guys where I would take every weird noise as like evidence. It's a ghost. You know, because generally a skeptic. But I, would, still be, be, it's I still would be one fun. of those guys that's just in there for fun. Yeah, it'd be fun activity. And you know, to just
2: to kind of ramsack a hotel. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you think of this sequence? I like it. So this one all goes to released.
1: I like, I like, uh, I mean, this... Sh- Part right here where it all explodes is pretty well done, but I I like the part where it shows all the ghosts around the city, just running amok. Yeah, in New York, and this is like bringing in like what you said earlier, where it's like they don't explain all this. Some of the ghosts are like ghosts, some of them are like zombies. It's like really vague on how that works. Well, I think see um, a lot but they of times don't explain it. they don't have what a to. lot of
2: movies do wrong is when they over-explain things and that makes it even dumber.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's it. It comes down to how smart do you think your audience is, and I think so many movies, especially nowadays, are on the side of assuming that. Yeah, assuming everyone's are idiots, and yeah, you know, some people are are idiots, but I think it's better. You're gonna have a better movie. You know, it's better to have a good movie that doesn't overexplain stuff, but a few people don't get it. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, whoops. You know, and, but this isn't even there. There's nothing about this movie that is confusing to even the dumbest person. In it's life, ghosts, the supernatural yeah. stuff. I mean, like it's this is not an example of choosing not to explain stuff for the sake of the plot. This is an example of just it just doesn't really need to be explained. It's ghosts. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. Like that. The ghost goes in the taxi cab there, and then it's a zombie? Yeah. Which is a cool puppet. That's a cool puppet. No, it's a really, yeah, a lot of cool um, puppets in this. But yeah, it doesn't have to explain anything, which works. That's what I think one of the cool things about the Lord of the Rings, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies. Is it does they do not explain everything?
2: No, they kind of assume that you know enough about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. We're not going to do everything that's in the book, but we're going to hit the main points. They don't treat their idiots, they they don't
1: treat their fan the, the and if viewers they do like
2: idiots explain anything it's when Gandalf is saying explaining yeah. something when he's Even, like I mean
1: the books are, and, and the books kind of do that too they don't I mean they explain more in the, the books. Tolkien explains a lot Tolkien goes Coulton. into a lot of exposition but there is still some stuff that it doesn't really explain that, Tom Tol- Bamadou, that Tolkien says instance. that Tolkien well there's stuff like so like uh, one example is Aragorn uh why does he become king it's not mm. just because of his namesake or anything like that. It's because the people chose him as king because of his deeds. Yeah, and that's an event that happens in the books. And Tolkien trusts the reader to see that event happening and understand what the fuck is going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of so the and, instead um, of describing the event and then stopping and explaining the it. The classic sound.
2: So for the mobile. Sound designer Richard Beggs made the Ectomobile siren sound from a leopard snarl that was edited, pitched, and otherwise processed in analog. Oh. Use an a- Ampex AG440 recorder, quarter-inch tape, VSO, uh, so variable speed operation, a razor blade, and ETEL splicing block.
1: That's cool. That's super cool. <laughs> I love folly artists, um, how they come up with sounds and stuff.
2: Well, I love the—I always love the fact about Godzilla's roar, how it's like a violin or something like that, like a—oh yeah, it's like a cello or violin strum. Play backwards, slow down, you know? Yeah,
1: no, because
2: back then you couldn't just find uh, royalty-free sounds online. No, you had to
1: make the sounds. They st- well, they still, well do- they still do that, still but do I'm that just now. saying, you know, it's you watch, definitely watch, not easy. Watch most, bi- most big blockbusters now still have folly artists who make the sounds. Yeah. You know? And it, it, it's crazy the extent, like, you're watching a movie, they have artists who will go as far as, like, making sounds for footsteps. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. Every sound in the movie. Well, a lot
2: of times, like, in gory scenes and stuff, uh, the, like, sounds of someone's head getting crushed or whatever. It's like a watermelon.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, 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 (laughs) uh, it's like, um, what's crazy is so many, it's, it's actually really common that movies, the, the, uh, sound that they, they will film. Maybe they keep the audio of the actors talking and that's it. Everything else is artificially produced by Foley yeah. artists,
0: everything. So is, this scene where, with the
2: Ghostbusters in jail was filmed at an actual abandoned jail. Ackroyd, ever the supernatural nut, claimed the jail was haunted. <laughs> Medjuk remembers the film getting scratched during uh, filming, the only evidence that something was really going
1: on. That's cool. <laughs>
0: I've
1: always wondered about that scene where it's like it's, it's a jail and they have cells, but everyone's kind of just... Sitting around in the center of the room, listening to the ghostbusters, and I'm like, "Why are the cops letting them all do this?" Right? Like: <laughs> Oh, I
2: love this shot her in the broken the apartment.
1: I love this is back. <laughs> this is back in the day when they used to use matte paintings more often. And they look good. I no, mean, they're matte paintings. F- well, they have
2: a fun look to them. I don't know. It's they don't um, necessarily
1: always look real, although sometimes they can. I don't think they have um, to look real, right? I think well, well so so with map paintings has a certain like a really interesting thing about map paint, paintings is color paint, tone painting. Photorealism is not a good look for mountain. It doesn't work.
2: No, you have to make it look good with perspective and with, yeah, you focus. So the
1: further away something is, the blurrier you have to make it look. You have to make That's it look like it would mean, look on I camera. Mean, video game developers do that. Yeah, and and the techniques still exist and digital stuff, but we don't use actual matte paintings. This is my, my dream, is I want to own a matte painting from an actual movie someday. That would be sick. I, I just really... Just background... Yeah, yeah. I, I want one of those. that <laughs> You can buy them every once in a while. They come up on auction and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just can't afford them. Because it's expensive. <laughs> oh, I love this bit with the mirror. Like the like, I love how the they f-
2: dog so hard on Walter Peck here.
1: They're like, you—you are the fucker that shut down the system in the first place. Yeah, and caused this whole fucking.
2: Even though it was going to probably happen anyways, right?
1: It probably was going to happen because yeah, even
2: in afterlife, it shows the um, containment unit like blinking red. Yeah, and that's that for forty years. Yeah. <laughs> so this
1: <laughs> man has no dick. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard uh, They get a What a bishop Um yeah, I think I, it's Catholic of some kind. I don't, I don't know enough about to be able to recognize what rank of <laughs> bishop. I think that like I was archbishop. Be. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. I love him.
2: Yeah, Ernie Hudson. I mean, he's the working man. I
1: think he's the underrated person. He's the one they
2: trust even more because he's not one. Because in this era, especially, and even now, this whole distrust towards professors, towards bureaucrats, especially psychologists, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. The 80s. (laughs) I think uh, Weekly Planet, in their uh, episode on this, they mentioned that the way they talk about um, Vinkman's degrees as psychology and parapsychology, uh, is like the way they talk about it in the movies are almost like as if that's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of in line with how people thought about psychology back then. Reality psychology is actual like a legitimate, respected degree nowadays. <laughs> no, yeah, like a very my, important degree. My girlfriend's uh, minor was in psychology. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's like that's a good that's a good thing to study Roshi your
2: major was in psychology wasn't it yeah that's a good
1: major that's a very good major to have yeah my girlfriend's even said like uh, I mean now she did her major in sociology with a minor in psychology she thinks actually looking back she should have done the opposite Hmm. Which makes sense. Although sociology, even though a lo- some 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 people like to joke about it, philosophy majors and history majors like to joke about sociology not being a real degree. In reality, it's <laughs> well, actually it's if, actually a pretty marketable degree. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: yeah, but it's associated. It's the degree a lot of athletes take.
1: It's associated with being. Just to get through college. It's a general degree. That, yeah. That's why people make fun of it is they go, sociology, oh, like, yeah. what do you study in sociology? Oh, we study history and psychology and all these other things. Well, why not study just history or just psychology? Or, yeah, it's a very, it's,
2: it's broad strokes. but it's, it's, it's
1: If you were to describe liberal arts in one degree, it'd be sociology. Yeah. But the actual, But also the reality. Well, it's a basis for so many degrees. Yeah, but the reality is people who get like degrees in sociology do specialize. Mm-hmm. So, like, my girlfriend specialized Once in, after in like, they get the youth devel- like, youth development is something she has a lot yeah. of uh, experience with because of that. And it's also a very marketable degree. It looks good on your resume. Well, Roshi
2: got her master's in social work. Yeah. So, very good. So, yeah, this scene where they're, like, chanting for the Ghostbusters, they filmed it a couple different times with Ghost Breakers. Oh, yeah. And Ghostbusters. Huh. And then even like the extras liked Ghostbusters more. So yeah. they were like, yeah, let's just stick with Ghostbusters. Hope it works out. And it worked out. Yeah. Imagine a universe where it's Ghostbreakers,
1: Ghost, or ghost <laughs> Smashers. Ghost Smashers. They're smashing Ghosts. <laughs> It would fit it. Bill Murray is super horny. But yeah, I love how smash.
2: yeah they're just here with the National Guard and everything. And then they realize how tall this building is and they have to climb to the top. Oh, yeah. But yeah, most of these effects just really fit. It's a time, a pretty timeless movie, even though it's obviously in the 80s. It never feels,
1: um, the only effect in the entire movie that feels the dogs j- is the dogs and specifically the one scene where they're chasing, um, Lewis. Well, cause
2: rotoscoping a floating ghost that's not really in the physical world it's a is bit, a lot easier, a little but bit then easier, yeah. doing a dog that's galloping and smashing through walls. Yeah. There's a lot and and rotoscoping,
1: more where the, the way they did it then was like, they don't have computers yeah to rotoscope. it was
2: manual it's, analog yeah. it's they uh, actually put the images over the film yeah it's yeah. uh put film <laughs> over film no and even like with music and everything the whole idea that they literally like you know how when you make music and stuff nowadays edit it on digitally whether it's through um audacity basic or like garage band or whatever yeah you're cutting and pacing things but Back in the day, you literally cut the tape. Yeah, yeah. And then taped it to another tape.
0: Yeah, eight tracks were eight a big tra- yeah. deal
1: when they came out. <laughs> yeah. Because you could, like... <laughs> Do that, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love it yeah, Bill Murray's hyping everyone up. And then uh, Dan Aykroyd's just like, uh, this is actually...
1: He's like, this he's might be really nervous, <laughs> but Bill Murray hypes them up too. He's, yeah. He's the hype man. <laughs> I love the proton packs. I would love to, if I had the, well, and after if life, I had the money Hudson, to invest. He basically says, um,
2: yeah, Stance is the idea, man. Egon's the.
1: Oh, that's a matte painting. There. Yeah, that's a matte painting. And it's yeah. convincing. It's good. Yeah. and um,
2: Well, and like all the shots in Star Wars, like with the Death Star and stuff, matte paintings.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, man, this yeah. can be really, really good. Yeah, that's a really good um,
2: example of perspective, actually. Oh, yeah. So they did each other. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's the his gatekeeper. Belt, his he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's happy. <laughs> he's like, yes. Like, Rick Moran is. is Definitely in the subconscious, like, you know what I mean? He's just.
1: (laughs) He's like, that just happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I love how they're just trudging through these stairs.
2: (laughs) Well, they're just like real guys. And they're like 35. Or I always thought they were
1: 55. They're they're like in their 30s. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if, if I had the money to. Uh like actually a, collect like really good props and stuff. I would want to build, uh, like a screen accurate pro town pack for my collection. That would be so cool.
2: Yeah. I thought about getting like the deluxe one they have at spear Halloween, but it's like a hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Like and... I'm going to wear it once. Yeah. Or twice. And
1: for a hundred dollars, and whenever I, can...
2: I go like on the zombie crawl, we have a thing for yeah. Halloween called zombie crawl. A lot of cities have it though. But, um, when I sit down I have to deal the proton I might go this pack year,
1: maybe. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. I'm, I'm working either, on always. Halloween night but only until 9:30. There you go. Get so, off work and then yeah. come downtown. And of course I'm going to wear my my ghost oh, yeah, you here have to. to work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to wear mine too. And yeah, here's one of my favorite scenes.
1: I love this. No, I mean if if you were to say I need a proton pack Uh, For a costume. Like I have to have it. My budget is $100. You would say, okay, you can go Spirit Halloween and buy one. Or it's a lot more work. I could make you a way better looking one probably. But for how much? For a quarter of the price.
2: I feel like it would end up costing more if you made one. Well, well,
1: Well, you can use things like cardboard and foam. I'm not saying making it would cost you more in time. Yeah, oh yeah, no, in time. Yeah, it would. It would. Time is money. It would take uh, a lot more work, but uh, but you'd have a better. Oh yeah, and thing. it's just
2: this movie um, is just weird. Like they get possessed and then they transform back to dogs, and yeah, it's just it shouldn't have worked, right? Yeah, and it did obviously, but um, it did. It did. Yeah, yeah, it did work, and I'm glad it worked, but. Like this is a level like Star Wars. I think that was easier to understand than this.
1: Oh yeah, Star Wars or is, is to not hard. Yeah, Star Wars
2: is not hard to get behind. This is, has weird dimensions and gods and and yeah. Here's one of my favorite parts. And this isn't Zool, this is... Um, this is Gozer. Gozer, yeah.
1: Zool is the gatekeeper. The yeah, dog. and
2: Gozer ended up being based off kind of like David Bowie. Like
1: They were going to get Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh, I'm glad they
2: didn't. That would have dated it. Yeah. And also just made it weird. Even weirder. I love um, Olivia Wilde's uh, portrayal of Zool. Oh, yeah. I mean, not uh, Gozer. Gozer, yeah. And Gozer. the afterlife.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. It
2: stays true to the original design, just a little updated, but it's good.
1: I like how Bill Murray's just like, you got this, man. <laughs> yeah, they Go just send it. Dan Aykroyd up. <laughs> <laughs> City, county, and State of state New York. Of New York. <laughs> that ought to do it. A god. I love. I've always loved. Bill Murray's like, like, yeah. He's, he's like, you got this. No. <laughs> Die. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Winston's like, <laughs> someone asks you, if "You're a god." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You say yes. You say yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're almost to the State Puff Marshmallow Man scene. Yeah, and they, yeah, they filmed that scene a lot like you would film a kaiju movie with the miniature set guy it, in a suit.
1: That's probably my favorite scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is the State Puff Marshmallow mm-hmm. Man. I, I love that. This chick is toast. Oh, this this shot right here is great. The music also really works. Yeah, yeah, yeah the music yeah works well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like we're facing otherworldly beings beyond our comprehension, but this is our job.
1: Yep, we got this. <laughs> yeah, we're we're ghostbusters. We bust <laughs> ghosts, and this thing technically classifies as a ghost.
2: <laughs> I love when he, uh, Bill Murray when they show up in the new one. He's like, "We had a good thing going, but it's, uh, <laughs> but it's time you go back or something like that."
1: He yeah. does his Bill Murray thing. Oh yeah, yeah. In flat top, he he talks to Gozer like he's a like like they're an old ex. Yeah, <laughs> and Gozer's just gone. What would happen if you shot a person with one of those? Probably, <laughs> cutting them in half. You def- they definitely them. die, but I'm wondering like the specifics. Well, it, like cuts shit in half. Yeah. Oh, they think it's fine now. I forgot about this. <laughs> I love that it's Miller time. <laughs> and then this looks bad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I love the set design here. Oh, this is great, yeah. <laughs>
2: I love um Harold Ramis's uh physical acting here.
1: <laughs> Just-, <laughs> Just like
0: Gyrating. Yeah, gyrating, quivering,
2: (laughs) shaking. And of course, all the New Yorkers are sitting there watching. So... Choose the form of the destructor. And they're. (laughs) Empty your heads. Don't think of anything. And Dan Aykroyd stance. Immediately
1: thinks. Already.
2: Yeah. The choice has been made. (laughs) Everyone looks
0: at Ray. Just
2: popped in my head. Couldn't help it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have some trivia. So the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man scene is the final film ex- is exactly as written by Dan Aykroyd's original treatment. Ivan Reitman was threatened on at step audiences had to take in how believable the creature was. This was his biggest concern at the first screening Columbia Studios. At the time, they only had one shot of the Marshmallow Man, the one between the building and of the monster's head. It was enough to make the audience go crazy with laughter. While filming the final scene, the ending wasn't completely worked out. Reitman recollects the crossing streams idea had come up elsewhere in the screenplay prior to this, but using that to kill the marshmallow man came through working out the scene on set. So let's talk about the marshmallow, says Reitman, before uh, explaining it was actually shaving cream. Huge laundry Mm -hmm. bags full of it were dropped on the people on set. Before the big drop on William Atherton. The actor asked Reitman if it was going to hurt. Reitman simply said he didn't know. (laughs) Evidently, menthol shaving cream was used, uh, resulting in at least one case of someone having an allergic reaction to it. Reitman states that the people had more of a problem with the limited amount of marshmallow on Bill Murray than they had with the fact that the (laughs) Ghostbusters survived or the marshmallow man in the first place. Of course, the idea of Vinkman being covered much less than the other Ghostbusters was Murray's idea. Yeah. On the opposite end, Aykroyd loved the shaving cream and kept asking it for more to be applied on him. And also, apparently, they dropped like 75 pounds of shaving cream.
1: Well, the with uh, Richard... Uh, What's his name? Yeah. He, uh... A, a pack... Uh, hit, so the, that was the original initial thing was to drop like 75 pounds of shaving cream on him. But apparently, they, they tested it on a stunt actor and it just flattened the guy. Yeah, just completely flattened. So they like halved it
2: or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So they they did it. Because it's still so yeah. 75
1: pounds. Yeah, that's
0: like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because a sailor family. in New York.
2: But yeah, I love the Marshmallow Man here, and I always was under the assumption that Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was a real product.
1: Yeah, I kind of when I was when I was a kid, I thought that. But they yeah. created it for this movie. Yeah, it's,
2: and yeah, he's like a blend between the it's like the Michelin Tire, Michelin man. tire guy and
1: Mr.
0: Pillsbury. Pillsbury, oh yeah, boy.
1: Yeah.
2: But then it became a product. Like you can you can actually get the Stay Puft Marshmallows, I think. Huh. Because of Ghost, Kind of like how, like, with Bubba Gump and Forrest Gump. Like, it's a real right. restaurant now.
1: Yeah, 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 it is. Bubba it's Gump. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You can buy their products in the grocery store and stuff.
2: Yeah. I always like getting their bread bowls. Yeah. The I'm not color. sure I've
1: actually, actually ever tried any of their products. Oh, it's good. Um,
2: so they cross the streams, and this could destroy, like, the universe or whatever.
1: Yep. And they just go for it very irresponsible and still the
2: proton packed the streams, still like it just fits the vibe of the movie like you yeah know what i mean
1: I lo- I like and
2: i it. love how they updated it in afterlife like it still stays true the effect but it just
1: i love this shot of the marshmallow man melting oh and there. big
2: explosion
1: explosion yeah. like that how did the how the fuck did they survive <laughs> they shouldn't have. Well,
2: I would assume the marshmallow actually protected them Maybe, from yeah. the flames. If they got impacted by the marshmallow first. they were just first. so
1: close to the explosion that for some reason. Yeah, it's the kind of
2: thing. Like, if you're at the center of a nuclear blast, you'll be fine kind of thing.
1: Well, the radiation will
2: get you. but yeah. <laughs> The explosion itself won't get you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like, if you're in the eye of a hurricane, you're fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's you know, a, that, 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 that's yeah, that's that's my idea. But so yeah, <laughs> like shaving cream. It, so.
2: And yeah, I love that Bill Murray barely has any on him. <laughs> Just got lucky. And yeah, now that I look like at it, it does look like shaving
1: cream. Oh yeah.
2: Me and my friends used to play around with shaving cream. <laughs> I don't know why, but we would spray each other with shaving cream. Uh-huh. Like boatloads of it. Not that much, but
1: shaving cream is fun.
2: Yeah, and it's used, you know, for
1: shaving. Yeah, that's mostly what I use. Also it for.
2: used for fun party tricks, and used for movies such as Ghostbusters. Yeah. And yeah, Bill Murray barely has. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I only ever like really like noticed that like a few viewings ago. I was like, "Why does he?" <laughs> He's so- the
2: only one. He uh, he has some on his head, and that's about it. And his yeah. shoulder. And yeah, I love how they bust out of the statues here. Oh, yeah, this is a the good dogs.
1: Imagine if they had, like, not been there. They had walked away before she started breaking out there. Would she have just like not been able to get out and oh, like, starved to death in there? Well it's good they waited. Yeah.
2: So when filming the third act scene outside Dana's apartment building, production halted traffic on 65th and Central Park West, major through streets and connecting streets in New York City. This resulted in traffic being backed up to Times Square and all the way to the river. At one point, the production was told they had to shut down about 60% of the traffic in Manhattan. Ramus recalls taking a break with Aunt Aykroyd. One day, while shooting on Central Park West, and Ackroyd noticed Isaac Asimov, who lived in the area at the time. Ackroyd, a fan of Asimov's, was excited and called out to the science fiction writer. Asimov asked, huh. are you the ones responsible for this? Meaning the traffic. Ackroyd said, yes. And Asimov replied, responded, it's disgusting, before walking away. Also, whenever <laughs> someone in the area would ask Medjuk what was going on with stopping all traffic he would respond it was due to Francis Ford Coppola filming The Cotton Club. <laughs> so they blamed it on Francis Ford That's Coppola. That's good. I saw this thing recently, uh, this article, like how the Coppola's like, whole film industry is nepotism, but they all happen to be talented anyways. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, we learnt, Nick Cage is a Coppola. He's in the Coppola family. He is,
1: yes. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, I think Francis Ford Coppola is his uncle or something. Yeah. And there we go, the theme again. And I love when the movie properly uses the theme song multiple times, like yeah. key moments. And I think a, another good movie, even though it's not written for the movie, but with Thor Ragnarok with the immigrant song. Yeah. I think. The, there's some cases where you can repeat the same song and it works. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, Especially it's sometimes this.
1: weird when it's like, I'm looking at a soundtrack or something like that. And they're like, Oh, this is the theme song. And I'm like, I don't recall hearing this more than once. I would. Not yeah. It kind of has to be played more song. than once if it's yeah. a
2: theme song. It's like, you wouldn't play the Batman theme song once.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: No, you play the key moment in the plot. Yeah, rest in peace, Uh and yeah, Rick <laughs> Moranis. And, you know, I like Ghostbusters 2 more than I remembered, but this is the best one. Yeah, Ghost still Ghostbusters 2 is okay. Out but, of um, every...
0: I like this one. And
2: I'm surprised that this movie did going to get overblown with sequels. Yeah. We've only had, what, five or six movies?
1: Four. Four if you count... If you count Afterlife.
2: Yeah, so four movies. They did this
1: movie, Ghostbusters 2. But only
2: three in this continuity.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they did this, Ghostbusters 2. And then in 2016, they did the kind of reboot thing. um, And then the Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was a sequel to Ghostbusters 2.
0: Yeah.
2: Which... I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't get yeah. oversaturated that we can... Yeah, this is still the best one, but I don't think any of them are bad. Yeah. I think Ghostbusters 2 might be one of the weakest.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, um, I think
2: it's r- roughly as good as the sequels. The, the, yeah, roughly. Um, but it still has the original cast, which helps yeah. a lot. Because Ghostbusters is the kind of movie where... It works because of its cast, more than anything.
1: Mo- yeah, I would agree. And yeah. the fact that it was ad-libbed
2: and that they just went along with it. Bill Murray bar- barely cared, but he was just having fun. <laughs> and you had Harold Ramis writing with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Slim- oh, I forgot Slimer showed up at the end. Yeah. But yeah, just a classic movie. Good movie. I hope you guys had fun love with this. us. Yeah, I love this um, one. You know, we got to treat ourselves because a lot of times the commentaries, we watch something either we haven't seen or we don't really like that much. Um, (laughs) I know we've been doing Spider-Man, but uh, Ghostbusters, is it feels closer to home for us. It feels more for us than anything. Yeah. yeah, Fun time. We just wanted to watch this. What does the best boy do again? Huh? The best boy on film productions. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> oh and uh be-, I, I, be sure to um follow our instagram at odd pod check out the link tree and um leave a rating or review on uh whatever platform you listen to us on we're on yeah. a lot of them um <laughs> uh most of the major ones spotify apple podcast uh Google, you know, you name it. I mean, who uses Google Podcasts in this day and age? Yeah,
1: but we're on there. We are on. If you want to listen to us there, do that. Do that. We're on Audible. We are on Audible. (laughs) Yeah, and iHeartRadio.
2: We're on iHeartRadio. I forgot about that. Yes, we are (laughs) on iHeartRadio. anyways, um, that's the last sober. I mean, that's the last episode of Spooktober. Yeah, back Um, to back
1: to regular. Boring old odd drunk yeah, podcast. It's back to boring old uh, odd drunk. You don't. We, we even got e- some cool ideas for episodes. So you don't even. Don't wanna, you fret? No, you don't even
2: want to listen to them. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you should listen uh, to them anyway. Uh, we have good ideas. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and it, it was a great Spooktober. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> and there's still what I'm glad and what I'm what we're we should be uh, proud of and well. Fortunate of at least there's still plenty of stuff to talk about for following Halloween's for next Spooktober's. Yes, um, so we've, we've not run out of ideas yet. No, get ready, but that <laughs> is it. I hope everyone has a happy, fun, and safe Halloween. Yes, remember if you're an adult celebrating Halloween, don't drink and drive. Yep. If you're a kid celebrating Halloween, uh,
1: don't eat too much candy. And don't
2: TP my house. Don't yeah. And don't uh eat uh, apple razor blades in it. Or if anyone actually does that nowadays, I don't know. But chuck your candy. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just be weary. Don't <laughs> eat candy
1: that's been that looks like it's been opened.
2: And <laughs> and if you're someone, and I'm gonna be one of these people, I'm gonna give out candy to kids this year. Uh, yeah. A trick or treat giver, or what do they call them? Uh, I don't know. But you call uh, I will not give the popcorn balls out because they suck. Why yeah. would you ever want that?
1: Don't do that. And anyone my that coworker gives- the other day was like, "Oh, they sell popcorn balls at Walmart. Those are so good." And, and I'm, I'm like, like, "What's wrong with you? Who hurt you?"
2: Yeah, who hurt you yeah. in your life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I, I got one of those as a kid, I was like, uh, "Get out of here!" Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have an apple when I was a kid than a popcorn ball. Same, same. And I had friends that like popcorn balls. Guess what? I would trade mine for their good candy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I'd be like, if you really want this popcorn ball, you got to give me a king size uh, Hershey's or something. Yeah. You know? (laughs) But anyways, yeah. Everyone have a great Halloween. Um, We recorded this early enough where we can also have a great Halloween. Yes. Even though watching Ghostbusters is a great time. And we will see you next week for a totally, no- well, not normal, but a non Spooktober yeah. episode, uh, a
1: less spooky episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all our episodes can be measured on levels of spookiness. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. And we we have spooky episodes, and that then are we have not, just not during very, Spooktober sometimes. But well, uh, yeah,
2: we've always enjoyed that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, that's a through line with us. But yeah, we hope you had a great time watching this with us. Or if you just listen to it on at work or on a road trip or whatever you're doing. Um, Yeah,
1: that's it. Yep. Bye.
0: Keep it spooky. (laughs) This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now.
2: Who are you going to call? Hopefully not us. If you found our number, please don't call us. And if you do, we will block you. That's it. (laughs) Don't call us.